We have an internal team that would manage all of our low-cost marketing initiatives. Anything with engagement online, reaching out to influencers and collaborating. With Overwatch and Rescue as an example, we don't pay anybody to say that it's a great product. We do collaborate with influencers to try out the product with, through one of our partner's devices. And once they love it, then we say, hey, would you like to go on a hike? I was actually just in the Great Smokies in Tennessee. We met with a YouTube influencer named Hiking Guy, went and did a hike with him, and we just sort of cross-brand and collaborate that way. In this episode, we're celebrating Christmas, which means we have presents for you. All you gotta do is comment below which one of the presents or gifts you want and you have a chance to win. Stay tuned. Joining me today is Steven Anderson, CMO of Focus Point International and ISB Global. They provide security and risk mitigation for large corporations and to the public. Some of their clients include Uber, Global Star, and Bullet. We're going to talk about number one, their marketing budget of $1.2 million per year and where that money goes. Number two, why in marketing it's so much more important to have street smarts rather than school smarts, particularly why having a grunt mentality is so important in marketing. And number three, we're going to try to figure out things like how much money they raise, how much money they make per year, and also how much money does Steven make as a CMO? And every time he can answer a question, I'm going to take a shot of hot sauce and Steven is going to unpack another present for you guys. So I suggest you open up the show notes right now or the description to see the timestamps of when he actually opens the gifts. And all you got to do to win is type into the comments which one of the gifts you want. And obviously, if you type in all three, you have a chance to win all three. We don't typically get a whole lot of comments on our videos and shorts, so you have a very high chance of winning if you do. Good luck to you, and I wish you Merry Christmas and enjoy this Christmas special. Hello, hello, Martians. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing on Mars. I always say we have a special guest today, but today we really do have a special guest. Um and a special episode. We are recording our Christmas special. Today, we have Steven Anderson. He's the CMO of a company, uh, a couple of companies, Focus Point International and ISB Canada. Uh, basically, they work uh, with security risk mitigation for large, corp- large corporations and public companies. Uh, some of their clients include Uber. And I uh, don't, don't think I have to say any more than Uber. So they work with really large companies. <laughs> Steven, thank you so much for coming on our Christmas special, our first Christmas special, second. Yeah, thank you very much, Simon. I appreciate it. Uh, It was fantastic to meet uh, your team before the the episode. They did an incredible job uh, connecting with me. Go figures, a marketing team working for Marketing on Mars, doing a fantastic job. So Siobhan originally reached out to me and uh, it's been a great experience so far. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So, I mean, a hot sauce aside, we're, we're going to get into the hot sauce. Today's a Christmas special. I noticed you don't have anything Christmassy. Do you have anything prepared for us? I, I do. Uh, you did let me know that it was going to be a Christmas special. So what I did was I've got a couple <laughs> stockings. 
And there, there where do stockings go. usually usually get hung? By a fireplace, right? And yeah. since it's hot sauce, and I'm probably going to be on fire after I don't answer a couple oh. questions, I went with the stockings. Okay, metaphor metaphorical. You're a very metaphorical dude. Okay, I love that. Um, and you you know the theme already. Uh, we always start the show with a shot of hot sauce, and as the show progresses. I, I want to ask tougher and tougher questions. I want to know all the secrets be behind how you do marketing and how you do it well. Things you probably wouldn't share in public. And every single time you can't answer a question, we take another shot of hot sauce, you plead the fifth, and we move on with the interview. Um, Sounds what, good. What do you have? What's your weapon today? Uh, so I went with sriracha. You went with a sriracha. Okay. And you got a spoon? Or a, I or have a, a spoon. Glass. Okay, you got a spoon. I have a spoon. Okay, so you're going to be filling up that spoon. And I'm going to start off with habanero. Nice. Just, our, just the, the one that I've been eat, taking for forever, um, for the last year or so. And uh, let's start the show off right. All right. Oh. Okay. Oh, cheers. Oh. Cheers. Sorry. I wanted to get it over with. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do that without Ooh. water. That's spicy. Mm. It tastes so good on food, but by itself. Wow. That's spicy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Stephen, you tell us, a, I've kind of given a little bit of a background on what the company does. You, you've been at these companies for over 20 years couple of decades. Yes. Tell us a little bit about maybe in your words, what exactly does your company do? What problem is it solving? And how do you guys make money? Yeah, so uh, you mentioned risk mitigation and security. Those are definitely the foundations of uh, the company. So Dalton Capital is a holding company and it has uh, Focus Point International and ISB Global Services. Um, so Focus Point International, definitely risk mitigation. Uh, travel uh, assistance and security. So whether it's uh, corporate um, teams that uh, require duty of care um, while they're traveling, um, or it's leisure travelers that are just you know headed out to Mexico or Europe or wherever they might be, uh, if they find themselves in any kind of trouble, uh, whether that's a security uh, issue, um, natural disaster, anything along those lines, uh, we assist them uh, from an, anything from they lost a passport and pointing them in the right direction to doing a full uh, medical transport back to Canada or back to the United States to the hospital of their choice. Um, mm -hmm. If they need to shelter in place because there's uh, terrorist activity, uh, we guide them through that whole process. So we're a little bit different than insurance where insurance would be you put in a claim after the fact. Um, when someone is in an emergency or a crisis, uh, Focus Point International helps them. And then uh, ISB Global Services uh, background screening. Uh, so you mentioned Uber. Uh, so ISB Global Services does background screening for all different industry um, uh, across North America primarily, but also we have international clients. Yeah. So obviously, Dalton Capital is um, is a holding company. I was trying to find some information online. Um, 
couldn't find too much, but Focus Point International. And this is the first hot sauce question. I've seen Uh-oh. online that your revenues range between 100 million to I've heard 300 million as well. Let's let, let's set the record straight for the first time. What is your guys's revenue figures uh, roughly? Yeah, absolutely. I will not be telling you that. So I, but I want to, I want to ask you one, I want to ask you one thing, Simon, actually, I want to propose something because you did say it was a Christmas special. I came prepared. Here's what, here's my proposal. What do you have? I have, I have gifts. I have three gifts. Wow. Three gifts that if you love, if you love, (laughs) I wrapped these myself, actually, I was Kind of happy with it. So if you love your listeners and you let me not drink a hot sauce, you can take a gift instead that you can raffle out to your listeners. We don't have to do it for all of them, but I'm just going to put that out there if you'd consider mm, it. I think I think that's a good idea. Um, I think I still have to take the shot of hot sauce, though. Uh, so I guess I'll be shooting by myself. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so why don't I? Okay, so that's a good idea. Since it's Christmas, let's try something different. Uh, I'll I'll do the shot of hot sauce. Okay, so I'll stick with I'll stick with habanero. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, and then we'll open up the first. Let's open okay. up the first. Let's open up the first gift. Yeah. All right. I, so one, two, or three? Which one? Um. I think Sophie, Sophie's like text, texting me. I don't have my ear, earpiece today. She's okay. saying three. I think she's saying three. Three. Let's open up gift number three. Okay. Let me grab three. It is the smallest one. Okay. All right. So let's open this up. Folks, I have no idea what is here. Zero idea. So All right. we're going to do this for the first time. Okay. So the first gift is a Motorola DeFi satellite link. And what that does, it's an emergency SOS slash text uh, through satellite device. So it can enable your phone to be able to text when you're out of cell range, up a mountain, going on a hike, just in a deserted area. You can use this, pair it to your phone and text your loved ones, check in with them. If you hit the SOS button, that goes to Focus Point International, Overwatch and Rescue, and uh, we coordinate search and rescue teams. So that's the first okay. one. That's gift number one. Okay, awesome. All right. So we we know what my goal is now. I need to try to ask tougher and tougher questions because we want to get those other two guests. All right. That That is my goal for today. Okay, so we can't share the revenue figures, but am I in the range? Roughly? Yeah. Kind of. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, you guys have raised some money, though, and I think we can talk about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe just for the audience, you guys have done some fundraising rounds. Maybe walk us through the history a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the, the tough questions are because it's a, a privately held company. Um, so the owner, uh, Daryl Parsons, um, he's one of the co-owners. He's the original owner. Um, he's co-owner with Peter Martin. Uh, so Daryl Parsons started the first company in 1986. 
um, which uh, was one of them was sold last year. Um, so it's a little difficult for me to talk uh, publicly about the, the revenues, but uh, I can't say that uh, I think it was uh, just a few months ago, time flies, but uh, 20 million was raised. Um, and uh, there's some really big things coming. Uh, this year, 2023 has definitely been a planning year as travel makes a comeback uh, after yes. the pandemic. Uh, so we're loving loving that business and leisure travel are both making a comeback. Um, so 2024 is gonna be a really big year for us. Now, do you guys service customers all across the globe or is it primarily in North America? All across the globe. All across the globe. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so biggest investors was also one of my questions. I think you, you answered it already. Daryl Parsons and Peter Martin are the two correct biggest investors. Um, I'm not going to ask this one because I'm afraid of hot sauce. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> let, let's, let's talk a little, let's, let's dive a, a little bit into, um, into just the, the different businesses and, and how you guys do marketing. Cause obviously this is a marketing, this is okay. a marketing podcast so you got focus point international and you got isb as well obviously they, they service different things um so maybe maybe talk to us a little bit about um your icps like who you're trying to target for the focus point side and then on the isb side are, are they different IS, uh, icps or are they the same so, I mean, with with uh, focus point, depending on the product, because we work with both corporations and um, the, the public is our market as well. Uh, so a lot of account based marketing um, for focus point uh, related to the duty of care products uh, that they have um, when we're talking more on the public side. So uh, cap trip side assistance, which is the uh, travel assistance is basically right, uh, like roadside assistance. But when you travel, if something goes wrong, uh, you would contact CAP Tripside Assistance. And then we have Overwatch and Rescue, which is the emergency assistance uh, subscription service. And um, so, yeah, that one is almost more of a um, product-led marketing initiative um, mm. because the brand itself is um, out with partners uh, that they um, utilize through their devices. So um, that's basically how we're targeting uh, the market, the public market. Um, for ISB Global Services, definitely account-based marketing, work with a lot of insurance companies and uh, big corporations. Yeah, okay. So, so essentially there's, there's the B, B2C um, marketing channels and the B2B marketing channels. Let's dive into, um, let's dive into the B2B side. Um, okay. first and then we'll, and then we'll, so in terms of B2B, where, where would you say, um, like, what do you think are like the top three or four channels for, for the B2B side? Um, so I'll, I'll just sort of merge them together. So I'm not talking about different ones every single time, if you're okay with that, um, yeah. trade, trade shows and, um, trade shows are a big one. Um, for the account base, because that's where we meet a lot of our existing clients, prospective clients. Uh, so we do a lot of work there. Uh, and then also um, with our partners. So we have a lot of partners that we're uh, collaborating with, and uh, we do a lot of cross marketing initiatives that way. And uh, 
I mean, I love that. I think it's a really fantastic way to market. And um, yeah, I mean, we also do online. We, we do a lot of online ads and uh, for the public side, but the, the primaries would be our trade and association and uh, our partners. Okay, if you were to give us like a percentage breakdown, like what percent goes into the trade shows versus online ads versus the content online and the publication? Yeah, so I would say from the tra- from the trade show side, we'd be at about a 20% um, online ads, we'd be another 20%. Um, and then I'd break it into, I mean, we do a lot of inbound marketing with our content. Um, yes. So I would, I would put that at 30 and then, um, the partnership associations at another 30 to that equal hundred. I think, I think that was around hundred. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Um, and if we were to lump it all, this, this is our second hot sauce question of the day. If we were to lump it all together, how much do you think you're spending on marketing on a monthly basis? Um, we're at a hundred plus and, um, that's going to, I'm, I'm looking forward to 24. I'll say that a hundred, a thousand, I assume. Yes. Okay. Okay. If it's a hundred million, then we know how, Oh no, no, that is a big company. Okay. So hundred K. So that's roughly 1.2 million. If I were to extrapolate, um, yeah. yeah, it won't work. It won't work to yeah. do the calculation of a of that, a ten percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 tough. I think you guys spend very little on marketing, then, probably. Yeah, I mean, we we do a yeah we do this year and last year because of our um, the travel market being down, but yeah. that's why twenty twenty four is going to be a completely different year. So definitely oh. looking forward to it. We did a lot of uh, low no is a, a term that I. I think I coined in our organization a lot of low no uh, marketing initiatives that um, kept our kept our awareness out there uh, during the, the downtrend. Uh, low to no cost, low to no cost low to marketing no cost. initiatives. Yeah. Nice. What, yeah. Give us some examples of some low no marketing. So uh, we have an internal team that would manage all of our low, low, no uh, cost marketing initiatives. So anything with engagement online, uh, reaching out to influencers and collaborating. Um, You know, we with Overwatch and Rescue, as an example, we don't pay anybody to say that it's a great product. Uh, We do collaborate with influencers to um, try out the product through one of our partners devices. And once they love it, then we say, hey, would you like to go on a hike? I was actually just in um, the Great Smokies in Tennessee. Uh, we met with a, um, a YouTube influencer named Hiking Guy, uh, went and did a hike with him. And uh, we just sort of cross brand and collaborate that way. So that would be considered a low to no uh, cost. Um, and then all the uh, social media engagement and a lot of content writing, quality and quantity, um, and making a lot of uh, adjustments on our our older uh, blog content and really really targeting our SEO. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's incredible. Um, is and uh, if you know, because as marketers, we always have a couple of areas that we're really strong in. Um, 
is is your is your superpower then in marketing related to content or where would you say your superpower lies mine specifically or the or the department yours your as 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 the as the i guess captain of the marketing ship yeah so i i think that uh so my superpower um is being able to collaborate collaborate across multi channels and understand them uh, all fairly in depth um i can't do everything of course i have an incredible team uh that i work with and a lot of yeah. great partners so i think being able to uh collaborate across different media and understand them um because um having even just a little bit of intel and and keeping up education on new social media that are coming out and uh, anything that's new uh, in the marketing world which is changing all the time i mean look at ai uh, a few months oh, yeah. ago so yeah i mean i don't know if you want to talk about ai at all in related to marketing i was just gonna i was just gonna ask you i mean there, there's been so many changes i mean i mean just just last week uh, sam altman was supposed to be fired and then came back and there's just so much going on just with one company alone um have you been following that 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 whole story yeah, uh, definitely. You've been following that. Um, everything AI is extremely interesting to me. Um, when it came out, uh, once I had done some some learning on it, I actually mandated using AI in our marketing department. So it was less about a, a feeling of people feeling, uh, you know, that they're cheating by using it. I mandated using it so that if someone had a question, I'll, I'll do something really basic. If someone said, "Hey, should we post red or blue?" for this ad. Instead of asking the team, should we post red or blue? What that person would do is first use their learnings from whatever their education is, what their previous experiences with the business or wherever, whatever business they came from before they worked with us, and then AI. And then out of all of those three, what is your recommendation, whether we should use red or blue? And it's really cut down um, meetings about some things that could be resolved that way because people are coming forth with a, a recommendation. And I trust in the team, they do a fantastic job. So AI has been our friend. We use it for efficiency, not to uh, cut. We, we are all sort of enjoying being able to do a lot more with the same. Yeah. There, there's a new company. I can't remember the name. Someone's going to probably comment below. It's uh, Dictador or something. It's a, it's a company. Like now I don't even know where the company is based, but the company basically hired its first AI CEO, which means the whole company and all the decisions that are made are all decided by an AI bot. Do you think there can be a future like you just said, rather than come to me, come to go to ChatGPT first, and then let's brainstorm. Do you think AI can get so good in the future where it actually can replace senior, senior level positions? Um, and are you worried? Let's let's have you do those two questions. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great question. Um, not worried. Um, can it replace senior positions? You you just mentioned it is doing that. How effective will that be? I think there still has to be some intuition and gut uh, related to all kinds of decisions uh, in a business. As you had mentioned at the beginning, I've, I've been with the company, uh, the group of companies for over 20 years. And 
you know, everything that you learn along the way and that experience has helped me in a lot of the decisions that I've I've made and our team has made. So I'm I'm not concerned about that. But leveraging AI, hundred percent in. Yeah, I I agree. I think un until the day, I mean, at the end of the day, who's 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 the one whipping out the the wallet and swiping and paying for things? It's they're humans. Maybe in the future, if we let robots do all of our decision making and all of our purchasing, then maybe right AI talking to AI makes sense. But we're still in the world where humans have we are made the one making the purchasing decision. So we have to, and people are always evolving. Like think, look at the different generations, you know, Gen Z versus, you know, millennials and, and, and the boomer generation, like every single generation we're changing as our psychology and the way we think changes. And I don't think AI, AI is always going to be a step behind because they inherently they're taking data from us and then they're making decisions after we already have data. But we're always changing as humans. So I think I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be it's probably not going to happen in at least in our lifetime. Um, yeah. And, and Simon, I 100 percent agree with everything you said. Those are all really great points. I think, you know, marketing is a bit of a leap of faith sometimes with campaigns and some of them are going to miss. So, you know, yeah. you won't know those leap of faith type of campaigns unless you give it a try and Potentially, if it's something so brand new that AI hasn't experienced and can't find in its uh, database, then it wouldn't be able to present that as an option. So I think you still have to have that creative mind that marketers bring to the table and be able to experiment and learn and fail. And then there'll, there'll also be great successes with that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, cool. This is this is this is all amazing stuff. Um, so you're we talked a little bit about trade shows uh, last time we connected and you talked a little bit about uh, uh, you know you, you go to trade shows some that are targeting b2b audience audiences and some that are targeting b2c audiences talk to us a little bit about your experience with trade shows and how do you make it work uh, and how do you make sure that there's an ROI because they're expensive to to go to some of them yeah absolutely so you know, I think back to some of the trade shows I did, you know, 20 years ago. And, you know, I came up, you know, I sort of audited what was happening in the booth, how people were engaging with potential clients or how they weren't engaging with potential clients. And, you know, traffic is just passing by while they ate a sandwich or were sat there, you know, chewing gum and chatting to their friend because it was even before there were cell phones. Uh, to modern where there, you know, people are on their phones scrolling through. And I say, I see it at other booths all the time. Um, one of the things that um, was the biggest piece for me that I would uh, chat with my team about or anybody who helped work the, the booths uh, from the sales department or the executive team was that anybody could be that next potential big partner. Um, you know, People show up to trade shows in suits and jeans and shirts. You, you never know who it is that's walking by until you talk to them and you ask them, you know, what is it that pains you related to your industry? And then you can make that quick connection. And we've made a lot of great partnerships and clients that way. So I think just being really out there um, when you're at a, a trade show booth is the biggest piece. Otherwise, it's just wasted money if you're not talking to anybody and waiting for everyone to come to you. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that philosophy. And I think that should be a philosophy in life, right? Absolutely. Like, 
why put effort only for people that you can think you can get something out of, right? Why not put effort on in everyone and in, in every single conversation that you have, right? Um, one of the things that uh, a lot of the CMOs coming on the show are talking about is this emergence or re-emergence of smaller events that are, um, you know, I'm saying small as in like 50 to 100 people that are all your all the ICPs that you want in a room. So I'm, I'm talking about kind of happy hour style, um, just kind of small networking kind of groups, uh, breakout sessions and all that. And it's just you filling the room with just the people that you want to uh, talk to, like 100 CEOs or 100 CMOs or 100 VPs of X. Have First of all, your thoughts on events like these and have you done a lot of them? And, and uh, yeah, just curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, so I, I love them. I think they're fantastic. Um, I have done them. We uh, have done events, uh, VIP events, um, where uh, there's a, a, a trade show in a city. We find a location very close to the convention center so that instead of people eating at the snack bar or just grabbing a slice of pizza, we have a, a much better experience and food. Um, uh, one, one year in Orlando, because it was a security conference and everybody's, you know, former military, former, uh, law enforcement, uh, a lot of people are interested in uh, MMA and, and things like that in that industry, um, actually created a VIP room that had a ring in the center that there were going to be people sparring while they sat around at the cocktail tables, just having a chat. Uh, this is Whoa, back hey. in the, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was super cool to plan. And then it, it just got smashed by, uh, by law, uh, unfortunately. So, you know, we still put on a really cool event, but, uh, that one was going to be a lot of fun, but yes, yeah, so we've done, a, we've done a lot of those kinds of events for each of our industries, um, from travel to security insurance, they work extremely well. I, I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I've been dabbling into the event space, um, as you can see on my LinkedIn and, um, just, yeah, same thing, just trying to come up with you new unique ideas like these, that, that is a whole purpose. You, you can bring a hundred people, you can bring a thousand people in a room, but if it's not a unique experience and it's not a fun experience, cause everyone likes fun and, and fun experiences are the ones that you always talk about. And if you can, if you can give people a memorable experience, then they're going to be like, oh, that's where I met Steve. I remember I met Steven at that UFC sparring. You're, you're, it's unforgettable. It's, it's an event that people will talk about for a, for a while, but it takes effort. And effort is where people, fall, especially with events, everyone just goes with the same cookie cutter style. And it's, it's, that's where you're wasting money. Yeah, I, I agree. I, just before 2019, when uh, COVID hit, we did a, uh, I think it was 60 by 60 booth, uh, where we created a facade on the front to look like the Walking Dead, sort of dystopian kind of uh, <laughs> city. We had fully makeup zombies that were walking around. Our pre-campaign was don't be a zombie. Make sure you check out your duty of care policy, you know, something along wow. those lines, because it was for the travel industry. And so behind the facade, the facade only had about 10 feet deep. And then when we spoke to some of our clients or the ones that were invited as a VIP, when they went in past that facade, 
and went through a doorway, it opened up into this really, really nice VIP area where we were meeting with people right on the show floor, but in the walls of our booth um, because there was nothing that we could book that was near the convention center. So we did it right on the trade show floor. That's incredible. That's so cool. I mean, look, I think I can nerd out with you about events. <laughs> um, I, you ever watch the show Squid Games? Or like, Which one is it? Sorry. Or the mo movie or show called Squid Games is a Korean. Yes. Show. Yes. Yeah. So you remember the game, the marble game where you have 10 marbles and you, you have to try to win the marbles from other people. So I did a networking event with uh, 55 founders in Toronto. And for an icebreaker, I gave everyone 10 marbles and oh, you had wow. to go around and try to win everyone's marbles. And the three, mar the three founders that collected the most marbles, they could go in front of everyone and pitch their, their business in front of, there were VCs as well, uh, nine VCs in the room. So you can pitch your business and, and ask for the room, like whatever you're asking. Um, and, uh, and they also got to win a prize as well, which was That's probably brilliant. Something, uh, yeah, something from the sponsors. That's brilliant. So, I love that. <laughs> so like, it's like fun things like that. I think it, it makes things memorable. Um, and, and that's what you want, right? Like, especially with like founders, C-suite or VP, like with anyone, when you go to an event, there's an objective. You can't really sell outright because if you just sell right, like if you're too direct, then that's not going to work. It's all about relationships and giving and taking and building friendships. I, I believe that's the secret to that's how you win in, event, in events is like creating these like friendships and like these moments with other people. Yeah, absolutely. Because the moments tie into emotion. And exactly to your point, you know, people do say, aren't you the ones that had the zombies? Aren't you the zombie? And then they just immediately, yeah, that's us. And then you get into a conversation and that's years later sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, so in terms of um, publications and, and associations, like which are some of the bigger ones that you're, that you're like working with right now? Uh, so we work with the Global Business Travel Association, um, uh, GBTA. I'm actually on the Canadian Advisory Board. I have been now for, I believe it's five years. Um, I'm also uh, a liaison for the Risk Committee uh, for the GBTA uh, on the Canadian side. Um, ASIS is a security um, association. Um, what else do we have? Uh, the YPO is the Young Presidents Organization. So, uh, and then and then a bunch of insurance uh, associations and industries for ISB Global Services on that side. Um, and they've they've been great for education, but, uh, as well as the networking. Um, so we yeah. really try and leverage everything that's offered. Um, I've taken a lot of courses. So Peter Martin, one of the co-owners is a member of the Young Presidents uh, Organization. Um, and every once in a while, you're able to, he's able to bring someone else in for uh, the courses. So I've, I've sat on, you know, courses with Neil Patel and, you know, great speakers like that on webinars and just kept my learning going. And then that can, I've also brought my team on calls. So we really like to extract as much value from associations as possible outside of just attending events. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, yeah, YPO is a good organization. I think it's like pretty expensive to like the membership fee is pretty expensive and you have to make a, a minimum 5 million uh, revenue, but it should be fine because you guys are, you know, 
doing doing well about about 100 million or something maybe <laughs> so why yeah ypo is a great organization yeah it is <laughs> yeah just ignore everything else i said okay that's good um so we we, we talked about last time um talked about it last time you mentioned something very interesting which i want to dive into a little bit you mentioned something about street having street smart smarts versus school smarts and how marketing required it's way more important to have street smart um talk talk a little bit more about that I, we 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 couldn't really dive into it too much but tell us a little bit about your 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 thoughts behind that yeah so i mean hiring over the years which i've i've done a lot of for various industries with the companies that we've worked uh, i've worked with and what i find a lot of the times uh is that uh, having an mba in something doesn't always mean that someone's going to be a fantastic employee so you know i really look for someone who has that grunt mentality i have it myself i have no issue getting my my hands dirty and, and doing whatever it takes to get something done. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the, it's not my job kind of mentality. Um, you know, if I'm walking through the office and there's garbage on the floor, I'm gonna pick it up. You know, I want everything about our brand, our company, our culture, our community to be outstanding. And I find that a lot of uh, street smarts um, sort of override what someone's education might be sometimes. Um, in marketing, maybe even more so because everything is changing so quickly that I, I really want staff that have that grunt mentality because they just want to learn and, and they're eager to, to, to keep at it and keep improving and honing their skills. Yeah. Um, I like what you said about just like that grunt mentality of nothing is off your, uh, your, your plate. Like you, you can, you can do anything is part of your your role if you if you really think it is and so much of that how much of that is uh, especially when you get to the manager plus manager vp director director level how much of it is just like just ego management like self management of your own ego that you're like you know even when you get to that level you can still do all the getting your hands dirty because that is how you keep the pulse keep a, a real pulse on marketing right because if you're if your hands off for too long and you're just like this is not my responsibility i'm not going to touch this after a certain number of years it compounds and now you have no pulse on marketing anymore because you're you've never been hands-on how much like have you seen that over the years it's just like ego management like self management of ego Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we talked earlier about what my superpower would be. And I said, being able to, you know, cross collaborate across various media. Um, I think what you just described sort of touches on that, because if we're going to be on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, or we're targeting a certain uh, demographic, uh, so, you know, for our Overwatch and Rescue uh, Emergency SOS uh, Assistance uh, product, it's a, it's a younger demographic who are doing some pretty uh, crazy um, sport and adventures, uh, and they may not necessarily hang out on LinkedIn. So I personally, if I don't have a need to do it in my hours at work, I often include it with my personal time. So 
Uh, I'm a hobby artist. That's what these paintings on the back here are. So I'll get on as a hobby artist onto different media and I'll sort of find out about them. So when TikTok was something that we were starting to consider, I started using TikTok personally so I could have a better understanding of it because uh, I didn't want to be saying to my team, well, we shouldn't be on TikTok because and not and just be reading someone else's opinion without experiencing it myself. Um, yeah. You know, Discord. You know, not everybody even knows that Discord or other kinds of Discords are yeah. available. So I got involved on Discord and started chatting in different groups, interest groups and such. So I think really learning all the time and to your point, never having that ego approach of now that isn't my job and I'm only thinking next step forward, I think is a, a wonderful way to look at things. And I think another piece of ego is like, and this is this is what a lot of people will say when they get a, a, a lot of experience is this is not how we've done it before. Thinking that all the experience that you've had before is the right experience because you've seen some success, for, for example. But marketing in its core is just oh, it's always changing. It's changing every six to 12 months. You can't say that what has worked in two months. Um, and, and that's why I, like. We've had a lot of great guests on the show. You, you being you being one of them, uh, I can feel from from this from this episode so far and forty minutes in. Oh, thank like you. The best marketer, the best marketers are always the ones that are the most curious and not accepting the status quo, whatever happened before. As as there's no black and white; it's just always evolving. And knowing that and always being curious is so important in marketing. Yeah, 100% agree. And um, watching the competitors and then thinking because they did something, we've got to do something. You know, I've, I've often had things sent to me and, you know, that a competitor is doing. I'm like, forget that shit. <laughs> let's let's do what we were focusing on and what where we want to go instead of just tailing in behind. Um, I, I love the picture of Michael Phelps swimming in the race. And I don't remember the other guy's name, which is probably part of the story. I don't even know his name, but he was looking at Michael Phelps ahead of him. So instead of focusing on his own lane, he was looking at Michael Phelps focused exactly. on his own lane. So I like to focus on our own lane. Uh, it, of course, we want to do competitive intelligence and see what else is yeah. being done, uh, but not copycatting. Yeah. Um, Sophie just texted me. Um, we haven't done a hot sauce question in a while. Oh. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a hot sauce question. Okay. If you were to work for any one of your competitors, your favorite competitors, like you, if you were to leave your company and work for one of your competitors, who would you choose to work for? So that's a, that's an easy answer because it's hot sauce. I, I, and I'm going to have the hot sauce and I'll tell you what, and I'll do one of the gifts as well. I'll do hot sauce and a gift. Okay. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah? Let's do the hot okay. sauce. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold That's on really, one second. Oh shoot! All Did right. you spill? I just literally poured <laughs> half the spoon. I wish Sophie was here to eat half of this. this okay. Is... Okay. There we go. Oh, it's it's okay in the front of the mouth, but when it goes down, that's where it hits. Okay. That, this time I'm going to take a bit of water. Yeah, we do. The fireplace is on now. So these stockings are the fireplace perfectly is on. hung. Okay, I so choose um, 
What was the one that we picked? So you you okay, got so two left. I think we chose three. Sophie, yep. one or two. You can type it into the to the two. She says two. Okay. Two. Okay. Okay. Number two. All right. Number two. This looks like food. All right. What could this be? You're gonna ship some food to us. Let's see. Whoa! What is that? What is this? Is that a guinea pig? What is it? It's coal. It's a rock. I didn't have coal. It's, it's a rock. It's a rock, but it's supposed to be coal. Okay, it's supposed to be a coal. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to do that to your audience. So this this prize is going to be a pull patch, Overwatch and Rescue hat, authentic pull patch that peels oh. right off. Six back on. You can use any kind of patch you want on there. Wow. So that's that's prize okay. number two. Nice. Okay, so that's gift number two. Um this is a good segue. Actually, not a segue. Um, um okay. I wanted to ask about you you mentioned Uber. We mentioned Uber as one of your uh biggest customers or clients. Uh, can you name, can you name like maybe three other big clients that we would all know that, that you work with? Uh, absolutely. So Uber is a client of ISB Global Services for the background screening of okay. uh, all of their drivers um, and Uber Eats. Um, uh, Costco, uh, Aviva Insurance, um, Porsche, Porsche. Wow. Um, for uh, Focus Point International, so uh, Motorola, uh, so Bullet uh, was the um, is the partner for the Motorola DeFi satellite link. Um, we're also partnered with Global Star uh, for their spot devices, which are also uh, backcountry uh, SOS devices and texting. Um, I mentioned the Young Presidents Organization, uh, Cigna Insurance. Yeah. Okay, largest. If you were to say the largest client that you have, out of out of all of this, would it, I guess would that be Porsche? Would Porsche be your largest client, or do you have larger clients than that? Um, I would say Uber, of the ones that I mentioned. Uber. Yeah. Okay, is the largest. Okay. Um. <clears throat> any any uh, you mentioned some some other like insurance partners and. You know, a bunch of other um, uh, any new upcoming partners that that can be mentioned. On oh, I was going to answer yes, new upcoming partners, but then you said that can be mentioned. That I, I that I can't mention. Um, but I'll, I'll say for Focus Point, you know, Overwatch and Rescue, everyone could use SOS services um, for ISB. I would say um, protecting children uh, in sport um, is something that uh, is also on the horizon. Okay, okay. Well, uh, let's make it fair because we just did a shot of hot sauce. I'll ask you one more question, one more hot sauce okay. question. If you can okay. avoid it, then we'll just we'll just waive this one. Um, how much are you making as a CMO of uh, Focus Point? So you want to do the last gift? 
Oh, <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. I would love nothing more. Okay. I'll also do hot sauce. All right, let's do this. I'm going to do a little less this time. Crazy, <laughs> that last one really hurt. So I'm going to okay. go a little less this time. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Merry Christmas. No, this has been really fun so far. We should do this gift thing more often, Sophie. I think that would be really cool. Um, all right. I guess this, there's only one gift left. There gift is. Number one. Let's open it up. Okay. So. Ooh. All right. It's a, is it a pillow? So it is. An one of the paintings. Drawing. Yeah, it's one of the original paintings that I did. So it's an acrylic painting on canvas on the back. I don't know if you can see that or not, but I write down the kilometers yeah. that it takes me to paint this. Because while I paint, I ride my stationary bike so that I kill two birds with one stone. I'm Hold doing on. cardio and painting. Yeah. You're telling me you're, you painted that while riding your bike? All, all of these ones, actually. Actually, the ones over here are by my daughters, but all of these ones I did riding my bike. How do you ride a bike and also paint? Like, don't you have to look straight? So it's a stationary bike. It's a stationary bike, and I, and I built a oh. contraption that allows me to put my painting on it, and then I put my paints to the side. It's uh, at Full Cycle Art, if you want to check wow. it out. And uh, yeah, so I just do it as a hobby for mental health, for physical health. And uh, I gift all of the paintings to my daughters so that they can learn about small business and they try and sell them and uh, learn and earn. Wow. How much do these go for? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, so they're, they're, I've only been doing uh, this really more aggressively for a couple months. Um, I started painting in 2015 and wow. um, started painting on the bike uh, a few years before that, but then just didn't have enough time and I forced it. It, it makes me it makes me do cardio. So I'm, I'm such a dummy. I thought you were riding a bike like outside while painting. I'm like, this guy <laughs> is a genius. <laughs> Get well, him well, on. Maybe, maybe I'll try that. Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Or, oh, sorry. Canada's got talent because you're basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, cool. This is a good segue. Um, we have a segment that we typically do. It's called the dad joke segment, where I, I, I tell three dad jokes. Okay. And if you laugh, you take a shot of hot sauce. And if you don't uh -huh. laugh, it comes back to me. Because it's Christmas, I'm going to be telling some Christmas dad jokes. Okay. okay? So it's not, for, it's not for each one. You just have to not laugh for all three. And then okay, because I love shot. dad jokes, Simon. So this is going to be hard for me. All, All right. right. Um, so why shouldn't you lend too much money to elves? I don't know. Why shouldn't you lend too much money to elves? They're always short. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sophie, was that a laugh? You That's tell a me. smirk. You tell me. You tell me. She said no. Okay. No. Oh, good. All okay, right. Okay. She's on your side. Apparently, all right. she's on your side. Um, okay. All right. Um, 
Why shouldn't you trust snowmen? I don't know why you wouldn't trust snowmen. Because there's always they're always up to snow good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is this? That's Sophie. not a laugh either. That's still a big Sophie, smirk. Come on, Sophie. Sophie, th- that that was a laugh. Uh, all right, let's let's do oh, this. Dear. I if still want to hear the third though. Yeah. If if you cannot laugh for this one, then we'll we'll, we'll both do it together. We'll, we'll both okay. do this one together. All right. All right. Um. What do you call Santa when he's on uh, lunch break? I don't know. A Santa pause. Wow. You didn't laugh on that one. I, 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 I totally laughed on that one. This will be the can... last one. This will be the last one of the, of the day. Um, all we'll, right, we'll do a, I'll do a small. I'll do a small one. Am I in on this one? I got. Yeah, do a small. Yeah. I don't want you to one. not have me. Yeah, join. just do a small little tiny, teeny weeny one, just so we can say, All this right. is our last goodbye shot. Cheers. Cheers. So you, you have another mm-hmm. five. You have five more minutes, or or so. I do. Yeah. So what we'd like to do around this time. Um, First, we got to tell the, the the audience how they're gonna win, how they're gonna win this 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 gift. You have any thoughts? Yeah, I was thinking, you know, something simple. If they want to comment on one of your videos, and of course, follow Marketing on Mars, follow Overwatch and Rescue. Uh, yeah. For the painting, they can follow at Full Cycle Art, which is on TikTok. Yeah, um, that's easy. So if they comment on your post, that you know gets some good engagement and keeps it rolling. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. So you you heard Stephen. So if you guys just comment down below, um, uh, like and 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 uh, follow Market on Mars, Dalton Capital, and the yes the, uh, we'll, we'll Overwatch. Have, yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch, Overwatch and rescue and, and ISP Global we'll, Services. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have we'll have all the we'll have all the accounts below in the description. So just follow follow all um follow all those accounts and and comment. You'll have you'll be thrown in for a chance to win one of these three gifts. Um what we typically like to do uh, around this time like guests that have made it 50 50 minutes, obviously they're interested in your story. Um wanted to we typically want to learn about your your past uh, a little bit. So Okay. Um what was it like growing up? And and obviously you have you have now twenty years plus at Dalton Capital and Focus Point. Where did you? Was the goal always to be a, a CMO or like what? What were some of your dreams growing up? And 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 I guess like did you have a lot of mentors growing up that kind of guided you along the way as well? Yeah. Uh, so. In my younger years, um, you know, art has always been a part of my life. And um, when I went through uh, high school and I was, you know, aiming into the direction of uh, going into something artistic related, I had a a teacher in my final really important uh, year, marks wise, to get into university and college that did not like my artwork. So I got really horrible marks. because it's subjective. 
And that was a really big turnoff for me and uh, definitely a, a changing point in my life that uh, I, I didn't go that route. I definitely went into more of the, the customer service, client excellence type of uh, industries into the hotels. That's part of why I uh, travel. Um, so that's why I do art as a hobby. But being in marketing, the creativity side of it is always there from an artistic uh, point of view. So art is in my life, art is in my career. And uh, so I'm really lucky that way. Um, growing up, uh, incredible mom and dad, really supportive. Um, you know, one of the things, because um, I say to my kids, I joke with them, but you know, if I, if I wash the dishes and my dad saw something still on one of the pots, I would have to wash all of the dishes again. So you don't want to do that. And I wanted to go outside and play or go hang with my friends. So I made really sure that I did a great job the first time around. And my attention to detail, I think, is sort of thanks to that. And, and I told my dad that years ago. I hated it at the time. And you know, I didn't like him at the time when I had to redo a whole batch of uh, dishes. But there was all different things like that that I think really uh, shaped the way I look at things and make sure that the, the detail is uh, paid attention to. And really, really loving uh, parents and supportive family and, and mom. So uh, really great. Mentor-wise, uh, I've been with the same company for 20 years. So, you know, I've worked with uh, the, the co both of the co-owners. And, you know, so Daryl Parsons, I've learned a lot from him. Um, it's definitely ingrained in everything that I do. So, yeah, that's a bit of my backstory. What about, uh, so you picked up attention to detail from your dad. What about your mom? Um, what did you pick up from your mom? My mom is, um, she's extremely um, thoughtful of others. And um, I, I think that's sort of where I, I got that customer service. And, um, you know, I was talking about it with my family the other night. When I pass someone on the street, on the sidewalk, when we're walking the dogs or something, I say, hi, how's your evening? Every single person. And it's just sort of including people. Um, I think if, I, if I'm at a get together and I feel like someone is sort of a bit left out uh, or they don't know anybody, I'll go talk to them. And that works well in a networking environment for business. Um, so it's something that I've been able to apply and, and learn from my mom. That's amazing. Um... So 2024 is just around the corner and, you know, for this Christmas special, might as well talk about the new year because it's just a few days away. Um, what are your main goals for 2024? Uh, I guess even personally or at uh, focus point or, or ISB. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to, to 2024. Uh, because a lot of things are just taking off while we've been simmering on the travel market coming back. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about the collaborations and partnerships that we have coming up. Uh, so there's just so many, there's so many things from a marketing perspective and business perspective. Um, from a personal side of things, uh, I've been trying to journal and um, write down things that I want to try and accomplish because uh, there's only so much time in a day. And uh, one of them is spending more time with my wife. We, we've, uh, 
you know, brought our, our girls up and they're a little more self-sufficient now. And my wife is incredibly supportive with everything that I do. And she looks after so many things that I don't know what I would do without her. And we're going to start trying to go out a little bit more together and, and get at those dates. And uh, I, she she just told me we have one planned uh, coming up in a couple of weekends. So I'm looking forward to that. And then a lot more of that uh, going forward. So so like uh, weekly dates, like every Tuesday kind of thing, like so have like a frequency or or more like, you know, twice a month and it'll just be spread out. Like what, what's the game plan? Yeah. So what I did was I actually put a calendar together in my journal that is a, a date night with my wife once a month. Uh, and then that also is um, individual time with my daughters once a month, like dedicated just uh, me and my one of my daughters. Um, I have four daughters. Um, Holy smokes. Yeah. Four amazing girls. Uh, How old? 20, 18, 15, 13. Wow. Okay. So they're all, yeah, like you said, they're all pretty much grown up. So now it's time for some husband and wife time. Like you guys, yeah. should, you know, get back to it. Yeah. You guys put a lot of time into that. And wow. that, But another one I put on the calendar, Simon, was um, a coffee with a friend or an acquaintance once a month uh, just to get out and chat, um, you know, outside of work and just whatever the topic is and see where it goes and and see if that leads into anything from a personal networking perspective or business uh perspective one of the things that i started um doing with a with um a, a vc firm locally in vancouver is we we're, we're doing basketball every tuesday so nice. yes we're, we're bringing business people together but there's no talk about business and it's just playing basketball getting good cardio in great workout yeah. and just building camaraderie. Right. And yeah. yes, there's going to, there are going to be tech like founders and VCs and all that stuff, but the focus is around uh, cardio and, uh, and basketball. It's a fun little sport, like kind of working together, but also competitive. Right. So I, yeah, I'm six two and I can't even touch the rim, Simon. So six two. Yeah. Wow. And I, I, yeah, I don't have hops. So, but I love I love basketball. Well, I think if you took off those two stockings, you'll be able to jump a little. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe Stephen just always having his stockings on all the time. Um, well, Stephen, this has been so much fun. It's been a pleasure having you on, and uh, I'm sure this is not going to be our last conversation. We're, I'm sure we're going to do round two at some point in, in the new year. Um, before we jump out, um, just what's the best place i know you kind of mentioned some of the social media handles which we will which we will uh follow um and what we'll put in the descriptions how can people follow along your journey your professional or personal journey what's the best uh, yeah so um there's a ton of steven anderson's if you were to search me on linkedin so the best way would be to go to one of our um company sites so focus point international uh, i'm listed there isb global services i'm also listed there uh, and if you Google Focus Point International, Overwatch X Rescue, or ISB Global Services, uh, we're typically the top results there. And uh, you'll find all of our social handles and information about the company. And if there's a, an interesting networking opportunity or something that you, anyone wants to talk to me about, reach out. I'd love it. Awesome. Well, Stephen, it's been awesome. And we'll see you in the new year. 
Thank you very much, Simon. Really enjoyed it. So I hope you liked that episode. Rather than sitting here and telling you to hit that subscribe button or smash the like button, I'll say this instead. Send me a screenshot if you actually liked one of our episodes or you subscribe to our channel and I'll take the next hot sauce shot with your name on it. Even better. You can come on the show, ask questions and take hot sauce shots together with the next CEO, CMO, or founder that comes on the show. I hope that you've learned a few things or two listening to some of our episodes. We post every Friday. And finally, if you have any feedback or ways that I can improve the show, let me know. Thanks. See you on the next one.